What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Little call! Hey, behave! Shout out to the uh, handyman replacing Middlecoff's AC that are getting a sneak preview of one half of the sh- podcast today. Yeah, I mean, sh- shout out to uh, their company that uh, is getting a huge amount of money. And th- thanks to everyone on social media as well that I-, I threw it out there. And I got a lot of good feedback. Helped me gauge the price range. You know, because sometimes I think, you know, with, with homes or cars, for example, two, I would say the, the biggest purchases most humans make beside the having of their kid, which then becomes a massive purchase over the course of your life. But at least with a home, it's easy to be like, oh, this is what a home costs on this block. This is what it sold for. A car, Kelly Blue Book, whatever. Yeah. With with something like the air conditioning, you're like, listen, I can't even pretend to understand price ranges, what it is. I know I'm in shambles. I know I need some air. I don't have time to call around and then get told, well, I can come out in three weeks. I can come out in two weeks. And uh, luckily, I, I guess I figured it out. We'll see. It's a it's a lot of money, guy. <laughs> we we got we need to produce some ads over. The are next are you weeks. are you saying you went to the guys like? Well, Twitter is telling me it should be fifteen hundred dollars less. Yeah, I mean, I, I I got it way down, but there were a couple like independents that were way lower. But there was an element of like buying a car with warranties. If it goes down, are you yeah. always chasing? You know, I mean, I, I just I usually subscribe to pay a little bit more if it's something that's going to last longer. I got no problem. Like I, I am not cheap that way. But you're talking like, you know, nine thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars for an entire unit. And then you just start doing a little digging like that's just the price of doing business. Peace of mind is worth something. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it literally is worth about ninety five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, but the thing is, you realize when you go cheap on a expensive purchase, it's actually not cheap. It's cheaper, no. but it's not cheap. Well, and, and sometimes you end up spending more money, right, chasing it if it yep. breaks down. The other thing is when you got your office at home, you kind of amortize that over a period of time, accountants. Yeah, the business expense. Well, 30%, you know, it's the weird rules, your office. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, it's like I, at first I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, God, I, 
I should have made my office 50% of my house. And yeah. then I had a buddy's like, well, that immediately gets red flagged because that's not humanly possible, <laughs> right? What so about like 100% like of my cable bill? I mean, I, there's nothing I don't watch. There's nothing I watch that isn't for the show. Well, as, a, as two people that run their business out of their homes, I assumed that my cable bill completely got wrote off. And then this year I dove into my taxes. actually just the percentage of whatever your office is, right? Yeah. Which so my th- office is a much smaller percentage than my cable use. Yeah. You see, you could have probably done that entire living room is your office. Could right? have done more. It, but it what, are we, really I mean, what, am I, what am I really talking about here, you know? I mean, every penny counts, guy. I'll tell you, when your AC goes out, man, you got <laughs> Jesus, Louise. Uh, all right, a few things to get to before we do this podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Download the app. Download the app and use the promo code HAM. Yep, use the promo code HAM. We got games going. We got our game going. You were in first place as of the recording of this. As of this recording, I am in first place. I've had most of my golfers, though, uh, have already um, already in the tent, John. Back of their hotel yeah. rooms, cooling I, down. I, 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 the one thing with golf, I wouldn't get too cocky after a, a Thursday round. I wouldn't even get cocky after a Friday round. A lot changes in golf, right? Mark even Hubbard, pro- John. Mark Hubbard got me 62 fantasy points. I, I've never even heard of Mark. Five that's a, that's birdies. A that's a good get. So, yeah, just uh, it's fun. We've been telling everyone it makes these events fun. Obviously, football is a, really fun. Even the NBA is fun. DraftKings, where is that? Promo code HAM. Uh, and mybookie.ag promo code ham one on Thursday on Wednesday I bet on the first uh, EPL soccer game I bet on a yeah. tie John plus two twenty five won it the question is Friday there's two more games what was the final score zero zero that with a heavily disputed missed call that should have been a goal did the ball hit the net. The ball went past the line with the goalie holding onto it, and they didn't. I was baffling, <laughs> absolutely baffling. Is that Everyone VAR? Is that VAR uh, video replay in EPL? Is that what they talk about? Yeah, VAR. Yeah, I had to learn yeah. about that yesterday because everyone was mad about it. So the question is Friday. Have you ever been that locked into a soccer game? Never. <laughs> and to be honest, I wasn't that locked in on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Friday, do I bet? Two ties individually, and then if I split, the win covers the loss, or do I try and parlay and go big? That's the real question. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, it feels like ties, wouldn't ties you say, pay. feel like a pretty, yeah, and a pretty solid bet in soccer? Yeah. Because you don't necessarily need to do zero zeros. You can get two twos. Like, you can get action and get ties. Yeah, so, anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'd, just, I'd ride is, the ties. Is, I'm telling you people, mybookie.ag promo code HAM1 on the soccer ties. I, I like it. And uh, LinkedIn.com. Yep. Slash ham. Slash ham. Hire some people, people. Hire some people, yeah. All right, Middlecoff, a a bit of a situation because we finished our podcast, and as soon as we got done, we saw this for me and Rappaport. Debo Samuel suffered a broken foot on Tuesday during a throwing session with teammates in Nashville and will be having surgery today, today being Thursday. I'm told it's a Jones fracture, and he should be able to be on the field early in the season. Uh, Rap Sheet would go on to say in his hit on uh, NFL Network that he, that it's a 12 to 16 week uh, recovery for Debo. So 12 to 16 weeks. Someone tweeted at me. I seriously wonder what causes these type foot fractures in wide receivers. Julio, Dez, Trent Taylor are examples of guys that have had them. So the Trent Taylor one obviously happened pretty recently. Not ideal. Man, it is season. 
when I think Julio, I'd have to go back exactly when that happened. It feels like he's just a mutant and always comes back way faster. Dez, I don't exactly even remember when the Dez one happened. I, but first glance, first reaction is not good, not ideal, right? Especially given that everything that's going on, the training, I don't know why it happens wide receivers more often. It might just be if you're just running more, right? You know, there's a reason runners get specific injuries, especially the the violence in which you're asked to run as a wide receiver. But again, this guy is someone that we've been talking about, guy, for the last two or three months. His importance, can he get to 80, 90 catches? Now he's got a foot fracture. And a Jones. Like, it'd be one thing. I'd rather have just like, you know, he broke broke his arm. He ran into somebody and... He broke his leg. I'd be like, okay, no big deal. Jones fracture? I always get weirded out being a non-doctor with names. You know, it's a... just specific names for specific injuries like Tommy John's Jones fractures. Uh, there's another one within the heel. I forget, I forget what it's called, but I remember guys used to get in the league. Just, I, I get weirded out by names of injuries. Turf toe. They usually equal. Not good. No turf toes. One for sure. Plantar fascia. Good. That, uh, that might be it. Yeah. There's one there. So 12 just, weeks is the second week of September, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16 weeks is October, which 16 weeks sounds a lot faster until I put a label on it and I tell you it's October. Yeah, I mean, there, the, to me, there's a chance you got to go like the first eight, half of the year without him, right? You're not rushing back a guy that's the future of your wide receiving core, right? Especially given what they ask him to do. Uh, uh, again, not doctors. I say again as if it needs to first, be stated, First reaction guy, not, not good. good. Not good. My first first thought was, is this the beginning? For, for this season, not big picture or anything. I, My first thought is just, is this the beginning for not just the 49ers, but everybody? You know, there have been the, – the year after the lockout, Achilles injuries were much higher in the first four weeks than they typically are. Now, it is – the reasoning for an Achilles injury, the same as a reasoning for a Jones fracture. I don't, I, I have no, I don't know. Um, I do wonder if with receivers, there was just such a repetition, repetition of hard plant, accelerate, stop, hard plant, accelerate, stop, run, 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 hard plant, accelerate, stop. If you're just more susceptible to, I, I would think a receiver is more susceptible to something like this than a quarterback would be, right? Maybe he's been working his ass off. I don't know. So, you know, I think back to Antonio Brown having some foot issues. Now, there was a lot going on there, but part of it was he just worked his ass off. Uh, and then he froze his feet. The burnt the burn feet? He burned oh. his feet. But remember, he... Oh, you're saying... He yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah, rest them. So, again, I, I, we don't... Was there... Did he just step... Was there a one step and something happened? Or was it something that if they had looked at it three weeks ago, they would have said, oh, there's something here, you should probably rest. But on the most basic level, it's just... It is a reminder, right, that... Everything you plan for in football can dis. I mean, baseball too. Any sport can just disappear in a second. Now that ha- happens more frequently in football. Do you feel though, better about right? the fact that they drafted a receiver now in the first round? Yes. Do you feel number eighty-five just got a little more leverage? Yeah, a holdout would be <laughs> much more detrimental. No Debo, no Kittle. Like that's that's not ideal. It shows you like that's. The NFL, man, basketball, there aren't moving parts. Once you get your two or three stars, like, you got your core. Like, you, you just add pieces, sign, whatever. Baseball, you, you're holding on for dear life with injuries to your pitchers, right? But for the most part, if your pitchers can stay healthy and you got a good team, you're going to be good. 
In football, it's like, God, we're stacked. Two ACLs and a shattered labrum and a broken fucking foot. You're like, oh my God, we're screwed, right? It just changes so quickly because you can have a stretch in a training camp where you lose two of your best five players. Even if it is just not serious injury, and when I say serious, this is a serious injury, but an injury that's not going to end your season. Yeah. Now, this would this have ended his season if this was week two? Yeah, right? If it's a 12 to 16 week season, uh, injury and he does this in season, it's, so I guess on the bright side, this would have happened in the equivalent of an OTAs. But I'd say normally around football, there's always several major injuries during OTAs. Right. Like a Debo type player goes down. Guy breaks a leg, a guy tears an ACL, a guy you know tears an Achilles. Just shows you, man, this is what I fucking don't miss guy at all about the NFL. I, I never worry about, like, guy's mic not working. Like, if that happens, like, we'll figure it out. But in the NFL, if you're John Lynch, can you imagine when you got that call from, like, Jimmy or the, whoever the trainer is there? Like, John, we got a problem. Uh, Debo couldn't finish practice. He limped off. He's at the hospital right now. You're like, uh, what? Like, someone got that call, right? Or Kyle got a text so, from Jimmy or Usechek or Kittle. Like, uh, how'd practice go, fellas? Uh, g- good. We we installed this the second phase of the offense, but uh, Debo didn't finish practice. Uh, wh- why not? Did he uh, drive himself? Y- How did they? Not good. Uh, they got him out of there quick because that was Tuesday, and he's in Green Bay for surgery Thursday. I love that. No, actually, I'm I'm not even trying. Well, to I think immediately the one thing players are good at. They Call would, the agent. one, know how serious he it is, right? You Jimmy needs this guy. Immediately get in touch with your trainer slash Kyle and get, like... I think you call your agent. You don't call your I, agent first? Or whoever, but you need to get it figured out fast, right? The, the players don't sulk that long just because they've I, I, become numb, right? How many, how many injuries has Jimmy Garoppolo seen in his eight-year career, seven-year career, right? Does a guy go down on the field? <laughs> Happens all the time, yeah. which is... Sad, but I mean, it's just a reality of what he's dealing yeah. with. It sucks, though, to me, if you're John Lynch, you're like at home, maybe just like having some beers in the backyard, barbecuing some burgers. All of a sudden, you look down at your phone. You're like, call me. What's, what's the first thing you're thinking? Like, oh, my God. Oh, you're hoping, thinking of rest, and then you get injury. Sucks. Brandon Brooks, the Eagle star uh, guard towards Achilles. Like, that's just, it might happen anyway. It feels a little bit more like, ugh. Sucks. Well, you're right. It is one thing without having the OTAs. There were a bunch of guys, a handful of guys that we would have had that happen. And we we did the podcast. This news came after the podcast. We did the segment, put it back in the podcast. In the podcast, later, we talk about how much we love these workouts. Well, that old old takes exposed. But, yeah. but, but a guy, I'd say that it's football. It's part of like, you can't avoid it, right? right jeremy macklin you got to step on the michael crabtree i i I can name countless wide receivers that have torn achilles and otas just doing get off stop and starts you just to me you're lucky that it's not like his acl or something it's like well season's over call des Mm -hmm. would you call des Mm -mm. i'd give him a ring ab and you know i wouldn't be as a content creator i would not be opposed guy (laughs) Uh, if I'm John Lynch, I might be opposed as Haber Middlecoff podcast. Just, for, him just on. for a week, you know, cut him. I could do two. I could do two. A couple press conferences, some practices. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is the 
there are a lot of things, there are a lot of ways in which Kyle Shanahan shows his value. One is finding ways around injuries. We've seen it. We saw it with the running backs. We've seen it with the offensive line. Uh, but some, it's just hard to rep- – the really good players are really good players, and you want them on your team because they're really good players because the ball gets snapped ever, and they do sweet stuff. You ever watch when you were sick like in elementary school? Price is right. Every day, chicken pox. If you think about the people that are listening to this podcast that are probably in their early 20s, they can't relate to being stuck at home. While it was cool in like 93 – your options to do shit weren't anywhere near like they are now. Like, iPads didn't exist. You might have had three channels. You had to watch but, in the living room yeah, up to a certain 100%. age. So your mom was like, all right, enough TV. Yeah, so. But one thing Bob Barker did would often say, come on down. You know, Jalen Hurd, come on down. Right? Trent Taylor, uh, Jawan Jennings. Is this an opening for him to make the Maybe. team? Like, that's, I, I just... Every time I see one of these stories, I just, uh, the hair on the back of my neck. What, Henry Ruggs a couple weeks ago, like, the Raiders are monitoring. Monitoring what? So, an accident happened. You just, what? Just a cut. Debo Samuel, foot. You're like, what? All right. Get well soon. Get well soon. <laughs> On to the podcast? Yep. John, let's tell the people about DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code HAM. This is critically important to the health and safety of our nation. <laughs> Download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. This is how you have fun this week. Get on it right now. I mean, I listen, sports have been gone for way too long. The PGA Tour, we tip our hat. Thank you for coming back. What better way to keep an eye on everything? Get some, get some skin in the game. You download the app. Use the promo code HAM. Use the promo code HAM. And then you can enter our game. It's really easy. You pick six golfers. Stay under the salary cap. We're obviously going to do this in the fall for the NFL, which is really fun to play. But I, I was locked into the PGA Golf Tournament guy because I had a, I had a lineup. If you haven't uh, done PGA Golf on DraftKings yet, we made a Twitter video and a YouTube video kind of giving you some ideas of who you can pick. You make a six-golfer lineup. It's super easy. Uh, DraftKings puts you in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. Download the DraftKings app now. Promo code HAM. This week. Middle of the action, free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Code ham, you get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, so Cowherd made a list of the top 10 quarterback head coach duos in the NFL. Um, Now, you notice he talks about the top 10, but the graphic behind him the whole time is Jimmy and the Niners logo. (laughs) For those of you who've been paying close attention, like John and I have, because it's our business, and actually has benefited our business, the national media has figured out that the 49ers are pretty good business, John. Now, you say, well, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it woke up a monster. Well, you know who knows that better than anyone? Three letters. F-O-X. Fox has been riding them, I don't know, since they paid John Madden the equivalent of like $40 million a year in 92. What did they ride? The Cowboys, the Packers, and the Niners. They print cash. The Niners own the West Coast. The Cowboys own a lot of the country. Same with the Packers, right? So you get the entire West Coast. You get the Midwest and the East Coast kind of too because the Packers, definitely the Cowboys have people that hate them. The Niners, more lovable brand, not much hate, but when they're good, you ride them. When they're bad, you just pray to God they get good again from a media standpoint. All right, so let's check out this list and decide where Colin was right, uh, where Colin was wrong. Um, I actually like a lot of this list, John. These are his ranks. 
and uh, he ranked number. I'll go ten to one for those of you just listening on the podcast. Cliff and Kyler. It's all Russell. Russell and Pete. Yeah, that was my note. It's all Russell. Uh, Deshaun Watson and Bob. That's number eight. Goff and McVay at seven. Lamar Jackson and uh, Harbaugh at six. Brady and Bruce Arians at five. Shanahan and Jimmy at four. Breeze and Sean Payton at three. Wentz and Doug Peterson at two. Mahomes and Andy at one. So he's got Jimmy and Shanahan at number four here on the uh, QB head coach duos. And, and luckily with the top five, now we haven't seen number five yet. All these guys are play callers, right? So it's like they literally parallel each other. You know, because like John Harbaugh and Lamar, yeah, good coach, sweet quarterback, but they don't really have that much to do with each other. Same with Pete and, and Russell, like you said. Right. E- even though I get the list, I think when you're talking like, who would you pick to win a big game right now? Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, or Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson? I think, listen, Doug Peterson has won big games. Carson Wentz really hasn't. You know, he won some games last year down the stretch. I don't know against the NFC East. And I'm as big of a Carson Wentz fan as you'll find. I would struggle based on the information we have. Now, independently, impressive, right? That's I would say, I'd say combined, the number one is the easiest number one going right now. It's a no-brainer, right? Just Andy Mahomes. You'd probably argue that over the resume, I'd put three at number two, Breeze and Peyton. I'd have Jimmy G and Kyle over Wentz and Doug because I've seen them win big games, guy. I have not seen these two yet. While Doug's win one big games, and I think Doug's one of the best play callers in the league. Love Carson Wentz's talent, but we just we haven't seen it come together when it's all matters yet. I've seen Jimmy G and Kyle win playoff game, win a game on the road week seventeen. That guy, if, if he doesn't get into or excuse me, get stopped right at the six inch line, the Niners are the fucking five seed. And Seattle wouldn't have been the one. I think they would have been the two or whatever. But that that's a that was a big game. I don't know. If people forget that that week seventeen big game. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I hate to agree with you, but we both looked at this list independently without sharing ahead of time what we thought. And I'm with you. I what, see. Here's the thing: if there was a quarterback draft, who'd go first, Wentz or Jimmy? Right now, Carson. Yeah. If there was a coach draft, who'd go first, Shanahan or Peterson? Kyle. But it'd be a, I think that one would be closer than Jimmy and Wentz. Do you agree? I think Shanahan like Shanahan and Doug Peterson. Now, I think Shanahan, we both agree, he's at the top. But I think in terms of just knowing he's a high level, no one really asks any questions, I think they are both collectively, if we combined their, um, their equity in the league, it would be higher than Wentz and Garoppolo's. Way higher. In I mean, fact, both of them have I, higher equity than their coaches, than their quarterbacks. Even though Wentz would go before Garoppolo, but Shanahan would go before Peterson. It, which is weird, okay. right? Because I think we're almost underselling Doug. He won a fucking yes. Super Bowl. That's the point. Right. It's like he is on. We we think of him very highly. Yes, but I think Shanahan is the strongest brand of the four of them. I agree. And then, and I, I, I think they, I think both those two duos. Like if you told me. They're but like the NFC Championship next year's Eagles Niners. I think they just kind of solidify themselves as just the two guys behind Andy Mahomes. Because the other guys, the problem with Breeze and Brady, old, and the problem back to what we said about Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. What does John Harbaugh do if God forbid Greg Roman gets a head coaching job? Like that's a huge red flag. Deshaun Bill O'Brien, 
I actually was reading this thing the other day. I didn't even realize this. Bill O'Brien has this younger guy that calls plays sometimes. Like, it's kind of a weird situation. The Pete and Russell, it's like, I mean, does Pete, does Pete Carroll know the offense? Not, and they're not even trying to be an asshole. I'm just, it's just, he tells them to run. He doesn't tell them, like, run Y-stick, Rover 7, uh, yeah, it's, jet drop, you know. Cliff, I, I'm sorry. I Like, I, I love Kyler as a prospect. They can't sniff this list. Uh, you're saying you got like McCarthy and Dak or something? Without even flinching, I'd put that. I'd put Belichick and Stidham on this list before that combo. Like that. Well, we're actually going to get to some other uh, rankings, but I do think it's important because you know not everything's black and white. Like you and I both, I think, liked Wentz before a lot of people liked him. Partly because maybe we just thought it'd be fun if he was good, because then it'd make the Browns look bad. But yeah. we were on the Wentz train pretty early, because um, his because his because ta- his talent was obvious. His while talent the was that's were. right. That said, we also I think sometimes are a little hesitant with whether or not he will fully realize what we think he what we thought he could be. When healthy, he was an MVP candidate. So that's the backdrop for me to say this: the last three years. Albeit he's only started 16 games once, and that was last year. His touchdowns to interceptions, 2017 when he started 13 games, John, 33 touchdowns and seven picks. That was the MVP year before he got hurt. Uh, Two years ago, 11 games. was still 11 games. He was 21 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Guy, he he's a playmaker. So I, he I, has, think, I think I think we've undersold him a little bit now. Yes, even thinking he, back, like he has a 38 touchdown. 11 interception year in him coming right as long as he's healthy and he's got Doug Peterson and his team's good if I was doing a basketball analogy you know like the last year and a half what Giannis kind of became it was like oh my god I think Carson has a oh my god in him yeah you said 33 38 and 11 guy if they could get consistent production from wide receivers staying healthy you could convince me like a 45 touchdown year where he just runs away with the MVP Mahomes style I, I mean, I, I think it could just be stupid because his his playmaking ability is just is Mahomes like right? He's he's what everyone. So we're making the to case God to have him and Allen. Doug ahead of Shan- ahead of Shanahan and Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you just based it on Doug, you, listen, love Kyle Shanahan. I think a lot of teams would pick if you just put him, got it, gave him a draft, would take Kyle over Doug. Doug would sit here and look you in the face and go, "Well, I won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I outcoached Bill Belichick." Right, so if you yeah, I mean, would Jeffrey Lurie trade him for Kyle? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he just gave him an extension. No, I mean, he wouldn't. He handles Philly like, media very well, right? Yeah, he, he's part of the he's, job. He's a big time coach. So fun list. Um, I I, I think Jimmy, I th- but I think back to the Eagles and Niners, kind of could just cement themselves. Is like we're on this list moving forward in the top three or four for a long time. Yeah, and two, I think the, the the biggest question marks, in a weird way, are the two quarterbacks. Can Wentz stay healthy, and can Jimmy keep getting better? Two of the top five on this list, legit Brady and Breeze. Now, whether it's this year or two years from now or three years from now, will be they'll be cycling out here soon, yeah. and those spots will be available. Now, the number one spot looks locked up in perpetuity. When when, when Brady retires, I'll. Uh, Count me in. Like I, we'll see when he does. Because I, I, it's like, 
Yeah, 43 I said, be, or two years <laughs> or three years. But even if Breeze, you know, like even if, if yeah. this is Breeze's last year, then that opens up a spot potentially. Like there is a chance that Drew Breeze calls a Sunday night football game for Tom Brady, the player, right? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that is on the table. Yeah, while Philip Rivers is coaching a high school football team that night. Yeah. Or maybe not that night, but that weekend. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the other one I would say – I think Goff, McVay, I like seeing them at seven. They've taken a lot of hits. We'll get to uh, Adam Shine's list of divisional quarterbacks. I think they could either fall off or jump right back in. Yeah, I, I, I think where they are is where, where they will be. I mean, it's like Goff gets talked about sometimes like he didn't uh, throw 32 touchdowns and 12 picks two years ago. Now, last year was a step backwards, no doubt. But – like, let's say he takes 16 interceptions from last season and cuts that down to 10 and goes instead of 22 touchdowns, which he had last year, 26. So he's 26 and 10. If I told I, you that's I, what he is, isn't this about where he would belong anyway? Yeah, so. yeah I, 100%. I, I think there's an element with Jared Goff, who's like the younger version kind of of Matt Ryan. Now, who, I'm not saying that Jared Goff's ever going to win an MVP. When you kind of have a weird season, and I think Rivers has always talked about this when he cried – about like, you know, remember his final press conference, like I, I've truly never cared about stats. I just did whatever I thought it took to win. So it's like sometimes the games when I throw three picks, like it, it didn't bother. It, it, I couldn't, it was just, I was trying to make a play. You're going to throw some picks when you w- lose seven or eight games because you're going to be down in those games trying to come back. So I think sometimes the context of the picks, right, some of those are terrible picks. Like yeah. if, if you throw 15 picks in a year, there are going to be probably you could siphon three three sets out the five that are just Jameis Winston level atrocious the five that you know some timing issues or just an NFL level pick and then the five that fourth quarter you're down 10 points you got to fucking push the envelope right I, I just broke it down pretty easily yeah, I think it the simplest way to break it down is Philip Rivers is the NFL's career leader in interceptions thrown at 445 Pacific time on a yeah. Sunday when they're down like, ten points, with six we've minutes seen left the same the game. Chargers game eight times a year. But think how many it's like picks the Chargers that we've are just seen. down seventeen. How are they down seven now? Yeah, and, and for every they've had some comeback wins, right? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. We think. Uh, no, you don't think so. You know, my my just in general level for the Hall of Fame. It's one of those things that I still. Like I, I have really high standards. Like I know, I, but wouldn't you say, without even getting into stats, Philip Rivers has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for every year that he's been in the league? Just about. Uh, no, there, there were some stretches where I don't think he was top five. I, I, I think I he's didn't a, say top five. I just said when you say, "Hey, who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL?" You said Philip Rivers almost every year. Yeah, and to me, there would only be like over the last decade, like three no-brainers. It'd be like Peyton, Tom, Rogers, Breeze. And then we'd we'd argue like if we were in a room like we'd have a conversation about Ben. Now he'd ultimately get in. Eli, same thing. I mean, I Philip, same thing. Like I I think he's a. We need to have a meeting about this. I, I that's the group I think he's in. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he stacked up. Uh, you know, ten win seasons every single year. Certainly didn't. No, and not all his fault. The, I mean, no, I, I, but but again, I'm just my my first. I'm a hall is, of really good guy, and I think there's nothing wrong with being in that group. I, yeah, and I think he's better than Hall are really good, but the fact that we're having a conversation about it means that there's a conversation about it. So Yeah, my, my point is there's just a conversation to be had. That's he's not like a lock. I would I would 
vote, but I guess maybe I should be open-minded to being convinced otherwise I'd vote him in. But John, let's take a moment and tell the people about mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the numeral one. John, did you realize we have the Belmont Stakes coming up this weekend, Saturday? Full disclosure, I did not. But now that it is here, you know the best thing you can do? Gamble on it. What? Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, promo code HAM and the number one. You sign up with our code to also get a free $10 bet to be used on the Belmont Stakes, which is on Saturday, June 20th, obviously this Saturday. It's automatically applied, that $10 bet free, automatically applied with that successful first deposit when you use the code HAM1. The PGA is underway. Premier League is back. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, the numeral one. MyBookie is the place to bet. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, number one. Bet on golf. Did it this weekend. Gary Woodland screwed me, but I plan on doubling down next weekend. Loaded field. Uh, you can live bet. Obviously, the UFC's back rocking and rolling. A lot of future bets for the NFL. It's really, really easy to use. Very, very consumer friendly. I've been using it now for years. They've been a part of the show forever. Uh, we're big, big fans of MyBookie.ag. Again, MyBookie.ag. Sign up. And here's the key, though, guy. They, if you use the promo code HAM, the number one, which you should do, which you will do, that's the, what you do, promo code HAM and the number one, it'll give, you a de- it'll give you a bonus. You have to bet that money to take it out. Like So if you win uh, on hu- the $100 you put in, but you also took the 50 you have to bet $150 before you can take it out. So you can decline the bonus. But if you want the bonus, more free money to play, really easy to use. Sign up now, HAM and the numeral one, net you some extra cash on top of your deposit, so if it's 100 bucks, they give you 50 That's promo code HAM1 with your first deposit. With my bookie, you bet you win. And most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Um, another good quarterback list, Adam Shine, who we love, John. Big Adam Shine, guys. Uh, he wrote this on NFL.com, ranking the eight NFL divisions by quarterback. Okay, He had the NFC South. Number he's got one. a good NFL.com gig. His articles are always sweet. It's just like, because he's contributing my, my 10 columnist. favorite players. It's like, when Adam has something he's feeling, that's when he writes. It's never I, like, I Adam, we need something by Thursday. Figure it out. He's like, I'm hot on my seven favorite defensive players. It's like, that's, that's the articles I want to write. So here's what he's got, John. Shine goes NFC South one, NFC West two, AFC West three, Lock Mahomes, Carr, and then whoever the Chargers quarterback is. AFC North, four, Lamar, Big Ben, Baker, Joe Burrow. NFC uh, North, five, Trubisky or Foles, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Six, AFC South, Watson, Rivers, Minshew, Tannehill. AFC East, checking in at seven, Josh Allen, Jarrett Stidham, Fitzmagic or Tua, and uh, Sam Darnold. And uh, pulling up the rear is the NFC East, Dak, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and uh, Dwayne Haskins. Isn't it weird that, like, when you said the AFC North, you did two names that are like, oh, Baker, he could easily bounce back, and yeah. Joe Burrow might be a star. There's a chance that when the season ends, it's like Baker Mayfield's a bust, and Joe Burrow might not be that good. But you just say those two names right now, even if you're not the biggest Baker guy, you'd be like, well, the new coach, I got it loaded, like Baker could have a good year. And you'd be like, oh, Joe Burrow, he's sweet. It changes, because I'd push back on this. The NFC East dead last. Uh, Dak Prescott's been in the playoffs twice in four years. The other thing with the AFC North, Roethlisberger is, who knows? You got Wentz, who's just 
extremely talented. You got Dak that, listen, we nitpick him, but he's still like a 10 to 15 guy. Uh, Daniel Jones, question marks. Dwayne Haskins, just throw away. But there are throwaways like the AFC West is basically like uh, a Mercedes and a lot of question marks about other vehicles that, you know, are going to be very, on, on a given week, might not turn on. Right. There, well, there are a lot of unknowns there. Yeah, I mean the AFC West could by the end of the year could be second or seventh. Yes. Like Mahomes is just gonna stay an elite guy. The other guys, Carr's either gonna have a really good year to me or be like he's gone. Locke is either gonna be like this guy's our guy or God, we miscalculated this. The Chargers might just be rotating guys, who knows? You're right. The the AFC West has the biggest pendulum swing potential. Now, I think the the highest like number what he has at number 1 here is the highest floor. But I I think when you really look at it, the NFC West at number 2 has a super high ceiling. The AFC West at number 3 has a really high ceiling. And you know, even the AFC North with if Lamar rolls if is Burrow 16 games like really solid, Baker a little better, Ben looks like he's Lamar not on sweet the verge again. Of, yeah, they so, they could they could jolt up the, to me, number one, and rightfully so, but it's built on a resume. Like, 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 like Mad Dog told Chris Yelich yesterday when I was driving around, check the resume, my friend. Uh, their resume is unbeatable. They have the GOAT, they have a top 10 quarterback of all time, and they got a guy that won the MVP a couple years ago. And even Teddy is just like, if that's the worst quarterback in your division, it's not terrible. So, and I'll, but it's, ba- it's based on history. It is based on history, yes. But if you looked up and saw Ryan, Brady, Breeze all in the top 10 in yards this year, that wouldn't shock you. I think yeah, if, if you wanted to get the, the division most likely to uh, invite and pay people to speak in a Fortune 500 companies, the NFC South has you on lockdown, right? Th- those three guys are just stalwarts of the NFL. Like when you say their name, Matt Ryan's the worst. You know of what? The three. Wouldn't you throw Teddy in there too? Just given uh, yeah, his, his story, his kind of resume, his resume story, yeah. big time. I mean, his positive outlook uh, for sure. Which uh, most depressing division? To me, this is uh, this is an easy one. Not well, I shouldn't say easy, but one jumps out to me. I could be convinced otherwise. NFC North, uh, just in terms of angst with the fans. Like if you if Aaron Rodgers your quarterback, you're happy, but you're like, what does he? Does him and the head coach get along? Stafford, you keep waiting. Trubisky and Foles, here you are, you're the Bears. You thought last year was going to be the year. Now you got a quarterback battle. Cousins, he's just signed a, a nine-year extension, I think. So Has any quarterback anywhere. got an extension where their fan base just won a playoff game is more angry? Like, what, what are we doing, guys? Did we really need to do this? It's pretty nuts that he got an extension. Now, statistically, in a vacuum, you go, look at the season. The eye test, just something to be – it's weird, right? Because you could do way worse. You really could. Like, you could do way worse than Kirk Cousins. But you don't want to feel like Kirk Cousins is is your guy set in Sharpie for four years, right? It's one thing to have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. You're like, well, we're just – we're open-minded. We're just canvassing the land. We got we got scouts watching Fields and Trevor. We're just working the working the phones. It's another thing. We're like, yeah, we we plan on paying him 175 million dollars over a five year span. Like, come on, guys, that's that's pretty wild. Shows you, man. He must be nice to the people that matter because that's I, I can't believe they gave him an extension. But that to me is arguably one of the crazier extensions of, in recent memory. You for know, a guy that you know was solid, was good. 
You know what's interesting about looking at this list is each division outside of the NFC South, if you said which guy would go first out of this division in a draft, it's clear, right? Russell out of the – Russell, Mahomes, Lamar, uh, Wentz, Darnold, Watson, Rodgers. If you said you can have one this year, who are you taking? It's pretty clear. But – so you, you almost have to eliminate all those guys when you go into a discussion about depth because each, each division has one superstar – the NFC South, like you said, has it's harder to pick. So that means that, like, for the NFC West, the strength of being second place is more about their depth. Now, Russell's a big part of it, but it's about Jimmy. It's about Goff, who's down year. I think people – we just talked about it when we are talking about Collins' list. And then I think it's also about people – I think it's largely about people being bullish on Kyler, regardless of what you think about his coach. I mean, he was the offensive rookie of the year last year, even though I spelled his name wrong. Uh, Murray. Yeah. So, you, so, so you, <laughs> so you basically have the offensive rookie of the year. You have Super Bowl second, quarterback. You you have the guy that came up runner up to the MVP two years right? in a row. No. He's in that Russell division. Wilson. No. Oh no. Sorry, you said MVP. I was jumping the gun. I'm saying you have yeah. the Super Bowl runner up. The last two years is in the division. Super Bowl runner up. But I'm saying like you have last year the second Better best point, quarterback yeah. in, in the league in Russell Wilson. You have Jimmy Garoppolo that had a really solid season. You had Jared Goff, like you said, step back. But still, you know, to me, he's like a better version of Kirk Cousins. Like, you don't love him as your quarterback, but I feel much better if Jared Goff's my quarterback than Kirk Cousins is my I'm quarterback. Opti- I'd be optimistic. Yeah, there's just things like Kirk Cousins. Like, he's very dependent on having a good offensive line because he can't really move. That That's my only issue with him, uh, which is crazy how much that's changed in recent memory. I think the, the division that could just like, whoa, at the end of this year, it'd be like the AFC East. What if Josh Allen, they win the division, he has a big-time season. Sam Darnold, they just win eight, nine games. Yeah. It's like, this guy is finally like going to live up. Tua plays, let's say, half the season. It's like, Tua, bro. We got Tua. Yeah. And the Patriots, who even knows? But just, if I told you Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Tua, those are, what, Josh Allen went seventh, Darnold went third, Tua went five. I mean, that's three top seven picks. What if Stidham That's, just looks like Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo Patriots? You'd feel even better. Well, well Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick, came out of nowhere. Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick, came out of nowhere. Why, why couldn't that happen with Jared Stidham? Not what they are now, but like that. remember there's that rookie year. You just go, God, they got something here. Now, this is a second year. Are so, you aware that Brady was not a first-round pick? Have you heard about that? Yeah, I, I think uh, 199, like, I think. Is that yeah, the, 199. Yeah, yeah, 199, yeah. I've heard that did, number did, once or twice. But Did he, he – oh, he didn't start in college, right? Rotated in with that other guy? Chad, yeah. Chad yep. uh, – Yep. What was his name? Drew Henson. Drew Henson, yeah, not Chad Haney. Drew Henson. Tom, he played baseball in high school, right? Drafted, catcher. Local like, barrier guy, actually. Yeah. Oh, favorite team? Wasn't he a big Montana guy growing up? <laughs> Google me. Did you know that Antonio Gates played college basketball? Yeah, I don't think that's a... Where do you go to school, though? I don't even remember. Well, I, I, I was just joking around. Antonio oh, Gates, did? college basketball player? He did? Antonio Gates did not play college football. Wait, wait, he just wait. played college basketball. Yeah, college basketball. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he's a college like, basketball player. I didn't realize you were playing a joke. Yeah, I was, I was just building on the joke. That's another thing. Like, Antonio Gates, basketball skills, like we fucking know. Yeah, jump balls. Okay. Well, sorry, came out of left field with the Antonio Gates rover. I thought you caught me lying. Like, well, he didn't play basketball. What are you talking about? No, so he and, played basketball. And then I'd have to say, I was thinking of somebody else. So, 
I like this list uh, from an NFC West standpoint. I do think they belong up there. I don't know if you had said snap reaction NFC West second best quarterback division in the NFL. I don't know that I would have snapped yes, but um, I, I just I think a lot of people listening to this podcast, and I know me too, that I just care about the NFC and AFC West more. Mainly because to me, I've been watching those teams play the majority of my life. Because I heard Harold Varner give an interview. I just saw it come up, like I think on Twitter or something, with the no laying up guys, and they were fucking around with them, asking them stupid questions like, "Where do you like to eat?" All this stuff. They're like, "Who would you rather lose to?" He's a big Carolina Panther fan, the Falcons or the Saints, and you just realize like if you live in the South. Your probably favorite division, I don't know, is the NFC South. You just care more about that division. You just watch those games more. Now, we watch them too nationally, but I'm more likely to just watch the Bronco Charger game. I'm just, I just see a lot of that. I feel like inundated with that beside all the top teams in the other divisions, right? Like I'm not watching a lot of like Lions Packers. I'm not doing well. I mean, I, I will I mean, do it a are, little bit. But you're not, it's not what <laughs> yeah. really gets your blood pumping. Yeah, exactly. I, I watch out of just you know, love of the NFL. But I just, I get a little more juiced up when I just, oh, damn, Drew Locke. I got a weird soft spot for the AFC West. Just, it, it, there's a childhood element, like obviously the NFC West to me, which is a lot different than the one we grew up on, right? Like the Falcons were in it. it you know, now that the LA team is the St. Louis, they move back and forth. To me, the AFC West, for the most part in our lifetime, has been just Broncos, Raiders. Now the Raiders and Chargers move or whatever, but they're still... I just view them as Raiders Chargers. Like, nothing really changed. The same fucking ownership. Just those games in the late 90s with, like, Marty Schottenheimer versus Mike Shanahan. Uh, the 10 million coaches that Dean Spanos tried to get for cheap. It's a weird It's a weird division that really... Uh, Doug Gottlieb told me that this... Like, on we were doing a radio hit. He's like, I, I'm really the only guy that talks about the, uh, you know, the AFC West over the, over the last, like, 15 years. Now it's cool with Mahomes. But for it's not a national media brand, yeah. right? Well, I know one guy that claims he he's the only one that has been talking about it. But I'm glad to hear Doug's been talking about it too. Well, because again, he's a Charger fan, so I just think when you get a guy that's a fan of the Chargers, the Raiders, like a lot of those guys don't have national platforms. Daniel Jeremiah hasn't been talking about the AFC West. Uh, yeah, but he has to talk about so much as random stuff. Uh. How about we? So we talked about Camp Jimmy the other day, Camp Jimmy Bay Area. Now we got Camp Jimmy Tennessee, Camp Jimmy Nashville. Did you know Jimmy was like Team Jordan everything? By the way, well, is he or is he just wearing the stuff? I don't know. His his cleats are Jordan brand. Maybe he is. His did they did Jordan brand like gobble him up this off season or something? Maybe somebody maybe. can tell us. But maybe so. How about Jimmy going to Tennessee, John? I heard it was his idea to corral everyone because they were going to do it. He got everyone that was in San Jose, brought them out there, told that he's paying for every guy that doesn't have a house because a lot of guys live out there, like Kittle, CJ, I think Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor does. Debo was in Texas, so it was an easy shot for him. His whole crew that, you know, Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Hurd, Ayuk, uh, and I think Juszczyk came from the other side. They're all... Guy, they're running a full-on practice. It's, a, like it's it would, impressive. It really they is. They need some and, DBs, and, though, because... was Kittle play, Did I see Kittle playing defensive back? Yeah, th- I think they just got some random guys that look like they found on the streets. Receivers just are getting stand open. there as landmarkers. <laughs> you know? But that's... 
I'm pretty impressed that they that they pulled this off. Like that's that's not that normal, right? To to converge two separate areas. No, we know it's not normal, right? Because this is where I go back to their team chemistry guy is pretty fucking high. I'm not trying to overreact. No, no, I, I'm telling I you, you I just are. I don't think you are. And this is where I've been hammering this this whole offseason, and I believe it very strongly, right? Losing a Super Bowl can create a hangover for a particular kind of team. But I've been saying since this thing ended, since the season ended, I think anybody that's failed knows there's two different kinds of failure. There's failure that, that, um, that really brings you down, and there's failure that tells you you're really close. And these guys led the Super Bowl. And you could be depressed about that. This was our shot. Our window's closed, right? That's when you're maybe a little early, older. That's how you view it. But the, but the failure they suffered in the Super Bowl this year is the kind that you walk away, you go, it was, we, are, we are right there. We are so close. We know we have what it takes. We just went through a whole season. We were up on the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw we, the only thing that didn't happen for us is we didn't win the last game, but we saw that we have what it takes. And – this, again, is something that tells me, like, these guys just – I was talking to Steve Berman from The Athletic for a piece he's doing about podcasters. Us. I mean, not just us, but people podcasting through the pandemic, right? And he asked, like, did you guys know – how quickly did you realize that you had something in your podcast? For those of you that haven't been listening from the beginning, we started the podcast in, like, October of 2016. Our radio show left, ended in September 2016. And I said, well, we had a pretty good idea pretty quickly. Oct- early October, like two or three weeks after our radio show ended, we started a podcast. And immediately we had a bunch of people who listened to the radio show, came with us, listened to the podcast. And it was one of those like, okay, today this podcast is not what we need it or want it to be in terms of making money. But it was just a very inspiring thing. And I think for them, I think you've got a team – because this is just a – I didn't think of it until we started talking about it. This is the kind of thing that someone who is inspired does, just finds a way. I think it, it helps to be inspired sometimes. Now, I, I don't think there's an age limit on inspiration. When you're younger, though, and you still have something to prove, yeah. or I, you could argue the age doesn't matter when you're in a new industry and you have something to prove, I do think it's easier. And when you look at it like – Richard's not out here. Like Richard doesn't have anything to prove. Now, that doesn't change his work ethic or what he cares about. Trent Williams will be there too. But I think when you look at this core group of individuals there, Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot to prove despite making a ton of money. Like He ain't doing this for George Kittle, a shitload to prove, trying to be like one of the best players ever. Debo wants to be a star. Kendrick Bourne like, wants to establish himself in the NFL. Like if Kendrick Bourne, I don't know if he's going to be on this team probably after this year, but are we going to look and go, God, you know, Kendrick Bourne had a, 11-year career, and he's like, his foundation of his work ethic starts right here. And Trent Taylor's trying to resurrect his career. Like, you do have a lot of guys that I don't think, I think it helps when the youth, the inexperience, overall, a lot of these guys haven't been in the NFL that long. While Jimmy has more leads the league in mental reps, still has, I mean, people are just shitting on him, kind of. Like, it, 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 it's not that hard for him just to flip on the television or, or read something like, is Jimmy good enough? Like, that is... Kind of a pretty consistent narrative, just questioning how good he is. And I think I'm going to compare this team a little bit to the pre-championship Warriors team, like that team that lost, you know, the San Antonio Spurs in the second round. It was pretty clear early on, like that team really liked each other. Like, I, I think these guys just really like each other, right? And that you can't really fake that. It doesn't happen on every team. It doesn't mean you always win if you like each other. Hell, the Eagles have won pretty consistently 
It doesn't feel like they love each other, but it does feel like the 49ers, like George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trent Taylor. I mean, Debo kind of palling around. Like, Ayuk is like, can I come? Obviously, Jalen Hurd wants to be a part of this. Kendrick Bourne's kind of the ringleader. Like, I think these guys just really get along, and there's something to be said about that. There is. Say what you want at the highest level. You like it at the highest level. Like, do you think it benefited that Rob, uh, that Gronk, Edelman, and Tom were all, like, legitimately friends? They all legitimately liked each other? Yes. Now, they were elite talents, but you can't tell me that that doesn't benefit the unit of the group. And I, I think Joe Staley is a good example where I think he really fit in and, and really liked these guys. And I think he's got to be like, God, it was something special. It, to me, it speaks to like how his body must be like, bro, I don't think you can do this mm-hmm. because I, I think he was a great example. We've talked to him before, just how open he is, how much he knows. Like, we got something here. Well, he's been oh, on yeah. a lot of teams that would have been easy to, easier to walk to away leave. from. <laughs> yes. I'm out. This might have been the right. hardest team there possibly. It probably is the hardest team there possibly was for him to walk away from. Remember Willis? was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm doing this. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, uh, I'll see you. Look at Luke Keekley. I'm not saying that it always doesn't. I think if you're just ever on the fence, which I think that speaks to like when you look back at Andrew Luck, it speaks to probably how beat up he was because their team was supposed to be really good. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I think the chemistry on this team – is pretty good with their core group of offensive young guys. And I, I was told just DMing with someone that was there. Jimmy put people up at the hotel room. The Jimmy's leading them through walkthrough. Is, am I saying Jimmy's Tom Brady or Drew Brees? I am not. But his leadership and the the way these guys look at him, it, it can't really be disputed at this point, right? That these guys, he just says, follow me, and they just follow him. Yeah. Right? And they part like of that him. is being good enough to be believed in. Right, whatever, whatever the whatever we argue about after the Super Bowl, should they have pushed the ball down the field at the end of the half? Should he have hit Emmanuel Sanders? Should he have thrown the ball, the ball more in the conference championship games? Uh, game. I I know what his teammates say publicly about him, and then what I and then I know what I see when it comes time for him to lead them how they act. Wouldn't you say Matt Ryan is a good example? I was reading this thing; he's done this twice, right in the lockout, and then now. It's pretty easy for him to get everyone together because, like, oh, Matt, like his equity, he's won the MVP. The guy's just like, Google, how much money has this guy made? You know, you just, this, who's the most important guy on our team? Where Jimmy, I, though, again, back to the narratives, is he good enough? Is he not? What, regardless what side of the fence you fall on, his teammates have had to defend him. Well, right? yeah. I mean, Uzcheck came out on Good Morning Football right after the, was that the week after the Super Bowl? He came on in that sweet leather jacket and was like, Jimmy's yeah. our guy. I Kyle's think got what, a sweet look just to do TV hits because he's got, got Frohawk, good-looking yeah. dude, Harvard, fullback, but like a cool fullback, you know? Um, I think the stuff that we're talking about here is is really the stuff that's valuable because versus like getting on, like getting to throw the ball. He doesn't need to throw the ball to Kendrick Bourne, right? I, but I think it's this is the stuff that is actually going to matter. It, you just made me think of this. I guess Matt Ryan maybe did like a Zoom interview or something recently, and the media asked him about these – workouts that he's doing and his quote was like oh yeah it's really valuable it's great to get, get together with the guys whatever well I was talking to a buddy who knows him and he was like Matt like are these things really making a difference and Matt's like ah, you know we're just throwing the shit around. I mean it's not really it's, but it's just good to get out there and run around a little bit you know so I think we can overstate kind of the value of throwing to each other it's I think what you're it's really valuable when it's about building towards something together building team all the stuff that every coach who's ever started coaching a team has ever tried to do is just build this kind of 
fight for your brother type attitude. And it doesn't always happen. It's hard to do. They got it. And it can be a little, you know, we can overstate it and you can make too much of it, whatever. But it's not nothing. Uh, To me, especially like the geography of this factors into this conversation. 100%. If they were back at San Jose State like they were last time, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. No. That he flew everyone to go to Nashville to get with the group of guys. I also think there's another element of like, I don't, for as much as he wants a new contract and deserves a new contract, it's kind of clear what George is, right? George ain't isolating himself, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Khalil style. And I don't blame Khalil or Aaron Donald for doing that. It ain't really his style. And having been around him, right, we've talked to him, but just followed his career so closely, and you just hear so much from George, I have a hard time seeing whenever training camp starts him not being there. Now, I'm not saying he won't, because it's a little different animal, right, just being there with your guys, fucking come hang with him. Like, why would – it's not like his contract doesn't impact anything here. I don't know. I, I, I just – I have a hard – wouldn't you be a little surprised if he doesn't show I, up? I would be. I would, I would be. Now, be I wouldn't – you know, you never know. Business starts to get involved, but I, I, I would be surprised if you told me that's Yeah, I'm not saying 100%. I'd probably go like 75-25, but I'm like 75-25. He's like 90% he wants to go. Maybe the agent tells him this is not a good idea. You got to understand. But, yeah, I just – I mean, he got, he, the, the main reason is there is him, Right. Like, if George had been in Dallas, right? Don't you think they just would have ended up in Dallas? Like, they didn't go there just... C.J. Beathard's a backup quarterback. Yeah, but what if George was, like, in uh, Omaha? Yeah, maybe they'd meet in the middle. I mean, he's in Nashville. You're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. John, let's tell the people about LinkedIn.com slash ham. Now more than ever, we need people with the right skills to support our communities, especially the frontline workers who provide resources and care to those most in need. To help, LinkedIn is offering free job posts for healthcare and essential service organizations that need to quickly fill critical roles with the people who help us all. If you're hiring for one of these organizations, uh, job posts on LinkedIn can help you quickly find the right people for your front line. Yep, that's linkedin.com slash ham. LinkedIn can help you find frontline workers from its active community of over 675 million members. It's a lot of people, guy. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates for the skills and experience you're looking for and puts your job post in front of qualified people who meet your requirements so you can find the right person quickly filling critical roles. To post a healthcare or essential service job for free, or if you're in another industry and you have hiring needs, you can be in another industry, have hiring needs, visit linkedin.com slash ham. That's linkedin.com slash ham terms and conditions apply uh what do you think about hard knocks whoops the new hard knocks john uh it's uh the la teams i don't don't hate it two teams you know if we're gonna get instead of trying to squeeze more juice out of uh a fruit that clearly doesn't we don't get as much juice as we used to you might as well double up gonna be a weird year though right just with the cameras social distancing i'm honestly a little surprised they're doing it well, I mean, business comes first. Money comes first. What will we do? We will watch Hard Knocks. Maybe the way they're doing it this year, it was they had to do the two teams, right? They just there might not have been enough action separating people with the one. Do you think that factors in at all? I do remember a little bit reading about this before Corona hit that the LA teams were both potential. I just wonder if because of the way the setup of society and with with football. 
you know, the social distancing. I thought I saw Sean McVay saying social. Di- it's impossible to function in football with social distancing. They do not go hand in hand. And he's right. Did you have you seen any of the work. photos? The Washington State football team came back this week, and they have like they're doing all their workouts outside. So they've got like these tents set up, and like each yeah. tent is like a guy lifting, you know, doing his heavy weight training. And then there's like three or four tents. But it's at some point your offensive line splits can't be six feet, right? Well, well, you won't be able to practice football like that. Someone's like, "What do you do with the huddle?" Uh, do you know the University of Florida? What they did with their weight room? Put it in their inside facility. Just spread the whole thing out. Big old. Yeah. So, I I, I just wonder. I, you know, does it even matter that much for the Chargers? Didn't we get the Rams a couple years ago? I I think they were in a little bit of a scramble mode. No one really can complain. If you're the Chargers and the Rams. Given the weird year, you do want to just get your shit out there. You have all this money on the line. If I, you're Stan Kroenke, I would have volunteered for it, right? I think the Chargers need it, right? They Chargers got, desperately need it. I don't it. know if it matters. Makes sense. It, well, the Rams need the Chargers to need it. The Chargers don't care about how many tickets they sell, but the Rams sure as hell care about how many yeah, tickets they, they sell. They, they both need it just to elevate the, the juice of their brand. And, yeah. I, and I, you could argue that August 11th guy – depending on where baseball's at and it's Tuesday night. So it's kind of a, you get a unique viewing experience that, you know, you got some kind of uh, some real estate to play a huge role. We haven't watched that much over the last three or four months. Right. Of just cool shit beside Netflix and Garth Brooks documentaries, which I dove into last night. It's not bad. Really? Have you watched, uh, it's called the five bloods, the Spike Lee movie on, uh, joint, sorry, Spike Lee joint. On Netflix, pretty good. It is. Yeah, it's. It is it a show? No, it's a mo- it a... It's just a movie. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's solid. I'll do it tonight. I'll tell you the char- for me the if I thought like okay, what is one thing out of this hard knocks? I mean, I I think just one of the big storylines of the NFL this year, right? We've talked about on this podcast already is just the okay does McVeigh do McVeigh and Golf, but specifically McVeigh have this bounce back in them? Like I, that's just one of the big stories in the league, and I mean. Herbert and Tyrod is a big story. Um, Chargers are good. I mean, their roster, they got star players. Yeah. So, the, to, to me, they, they are using this and as well as they should as a marketing platform. Like you'd say, the Raiders being in Vegas, the marketing is a little irrelevant, right? To me, now for them, it's just about being good. Like the marketing, Vegas markets themselves. That's what they do better than anyone. Bright lights, they'll talk you up. They got people flying in no matter what once, whenever Corona slows down, whenever we get back to normalcy in 2021. Like, their job, if I'm Mark Davis and the Raiders, we don't need the fucking hype and the putt. We just got to win. We need to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Where with the Chargers and the Rams, there is a, listen, L.A. ain't just putting you on a platform or a podium. Like, you know, they got Leo, you got LeBron, you got Mookie Betts. They may, like, you got a lot of people you're competing against. If somehow Clay Helton, they get some new sweet coach, like you guys, it's more than winning. Like you got to be cool. And I don't know how much hard knocks is helps that just immediately, but it, it doesn't hurt. Right. Right. No, no. Yeah. The ra- one thing I, I'm confident now, is it going to be enough? I don't know, but I am confident that Vegas as a town is going to be all in on the Raiders, just like they were on their hockey team. Yeah. You just, it's just on them to win. To me, it's just, you have a six and 10 season. It's a disaster, Right. <laughs> You win 10 games, you'll get incredible just buzz because they're fucking dying for it. Where L.A., if Sean McVay goes 9-7 and seven again and, like, tiebreaker misses the playoffs, 
who are people going to care? Well, it's not going to be McVay's got to go. It's just going to be well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, the um, Rams are playing. Here's a question for you, John. If I said to you, uh, uh, if you no, if let me rephrase this. If you said to me, guy, do you want to go to dinner? And I said, tell me when and where. And then you said seven o'clock at Kinder's. And then I said, yeah, but tell me when and where. Would you expect me to show up? No. <laughs> Baseball. Tell me when and where. Okay, here's our proposal. No, here's our counter proposal. If guy, if oh I see God. one more, if I see one more player tweet, tell me when and where, I'm gonna fucking puke. I can't. I just stop with the. T- I'm with you with the tell me when and where. I hadn't even been thinking about it that much, but I've noticed just a lot of people getting retweeted in my timeline. Like, oh my god. The, and again, the, the I'm notion- probably on their side, but holy hell, this has got me- to stop. Me too. Just just play the game. Just fucking sign the contract. Figure it out. They gave you the prorated salaries. Just come back. I was on an argument with someone on Twitter that thought that there will be a lot of players that don't come back with even they've gotten everything they wanted. They're like, well, they just they just won't come back. And I'm like, well, okay, they just won't get service time yet. And they're like, this guy was arguing, in the middle of a pandemic, no chance. I'm like, no, that's the deal. Every I, I think they're going to have – if they get their full prorated salaries for 65 games, unless you're injured, would you imagine they have 100% participation? Like, there's not going to be like, I'm sitting out yeah. on principle. Like, everyone's coming back. I was like, I, this is such a stupid argument. Here's the other thing. No one's sitting out. This is – this is we're talking about, like, 10 days off. So the amount of games that gets quoted is basically the amount of days they'll have to dedicate to this. Plus – I mean, like, but they, they, the, the players have not been arguing about Corona and safety, right? It's all been money. Their, their argument, that's, I do appreciate that out of baseball. It's no fluff, no pretend right. fluff like basketball. Yeah. It's strictly about pennies, dollars, and cents. Speaking of basketball, who the hell's playing two on two ping pong to begin with? No one does. There's not enough room. Those guys baseball, are huge. I've seen, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. I see a lot of ping pong in baseball. They play ping pong. The Niners, they play ping pong. Uh, NBA how, plays how, ping pong. How will how will two six seven guys get share? Like, what are you guys talking about? Give me a break. Uh, yeah. So, how do you feel about the um, the uh, what are we calling it? The universal DH for this year and next guy, year. Guy, I've seen a lot of. I'm going to call it your kind. Yeah, that's fire. On, on on my timeline, tweeting, this is gross. I don't like this. And even listen, I get we're in a pandemic and I can handle it this year, but no. You know, with the extra playoffs, it's like guys. What I, what are we talking about? The the fucking de- universal DH pitchers hitting like fucking move on. It, that we're going universal DH moving forward. If more if more playoff teams help, then they should be. Op- if you, how could you possibly, if you're baseball right now, not be open minded to everything? And I'm not even let's just say non pandemic. Yeah. You should be just like basketball, mid season tournament. You you should be. I'm not saying to do it all. But, you know, put a runner on second base in the t- 11th inning. Like, no one's fucking watching at 3 in the morning. Just be open to it. And I, I, I just, the natural reaction to baseball, and this is why I'm bullish on my, my soccer, because they're just kind of fluid and not stuck in their ways. It's just the natural reaction is, gross, I don't like this. I hate it. It's like, guys. Well, but see, but baseball's doing it, so you can't say that's really their reaction. No, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming that. that I, kudos to them. I'm blaming the use the, the Habermans yeah, but, and your but, cronies. But, the, but here's the beauty of the Mies, and I'm actually more of a uh, progressive uh, historian. The Mies are in the minority, so we could yell and scream all we want. Look, 
the pitchers hitting, I like. I like pitchers hitting. But I'm but whatever. It's I'll miss it when it's gone, but it'll be fine. Will you though? Yeah, Will I, you? Th- it is, I I do th- there is something about it that I enjoy in terms of it just creates more game management, right? The, I agree the there. Seventh but inning I, where you're in the National League and it's like, can I get one more inning out of this guy? We're down one nothing. Do I need to put in a pinch hitter? What do we do? I do I think agree. that's good. Like that's, that's just fair. enjoyable. That's fair. Uh and and they do help the pace of play because they're just easy outs. Um and on the rare event that you get a guy. But that's where that's where that's where Belichick would push back, like we gotta move the field goal back because yeah, it's just totally you know. So I mean that's that, you know, it's the benefit of what they bring when you get some quirky situation where you get Madison Bumgarner who can kind of hit and that's fun, that does not outweigh the negative of every three innings having basically one out that's not worth watching. Um, right? Like the seven, eight, nine part of the order is coming up. If you had to pick a time to go to the bathroom or go to the fridge or leave, that's when you would do it. So you do solve to some degree that problem. Um, what about changing up the divisions? Well, I'd be yeah. I mean, change up the divisions, but even just the the you know the three ten teamers, the the west, the central, the east. Sure, I I think but that, you can mix up some... to me. You play everybody so much that doesn't really bother me. What's the other big argument? Oh, the the playoff teams. They're adding what? How many playoff teams are taken? Well, now I think it's sixteen. Okay. I think no one can. Everyone just shut their mouth about this. This is the fucking middle of Corona. It's June 18th. They're not even scheduled to play for another month. Like, I'm sorry. If they got to add some playoff teams, this, this gets back to my point about this is not Little League. This is not just the perfect game. This is a business. And they're doing this strictly for money because their playoff shares are worth way more. Now, no one wants 16 teams in the playoffs. That's more than half the league. But how many teams typically go to the playoffs now, right? We got five when you factor in the three teams that win their division and then the two play-in games. Mm-hmm. So that's that's ten. If you wanted to add two more, I mean, I'd just be open to stuff because they, they might see one thing. I would imagine that they see this year locally. One thing that I've always said, and I think I'm actually factually incorrect, that like basketball is way bigger than baseball. Yeah, depend on the market. In New York, it's not. Even though the Knicks, no, the Yankees are bigger, right? Uh, if the Giants win, they'll, they'll do quadruple the Warriors' ratings. Now the Warriors are a powerhouse now. When Steph Clay come back, they'll be fine. That's probably a bad example, but like the Diamondbacks. You know, you go to Colorado. Like, baseball's big in a lot of big – Chicago in big fucking markets. And sometimes the Phillies do big numbers. In Washington, they do big numbers. Like, I undersell it sometimes. I I have historically, not over the last, like, probably year. Their numbers could be pretty astronomical, guy, because they aren't – the NBA is going to come back. And, I, listen, I have no problem with them doing it, but it's going to be a huge political kind of uh, element to their sport. It's going to be huge. They're going to talk about it nonstop. It's just going to be a huge element. And I think it's going to it just – people hadn't been watching to begin with. I think baseball – it wouldn't shock me if when they're head-to-head, like baseball's outdoing them. Because we've even talked about – like the baseball diamond is going to look like a baseball diamond. Now there's going to be no fans. Think about when you've just turned on the Orlando Summer League, and it's like, this kind of looks weird. You well, know? things happening outside is going to have just a basic appeal to people. I could see baseball running circles around basketball for in elements of their just playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the thing circles is might be strong, but do a lot. Start more. with almost the playoffs. Yeah, but baseball is going to have a couple week head start. 
They're just people are going to be yeah, di- and just be baseball I, is bigger in a lot of markets. Yeah, and baseball is just going to feel so different than the norm because it's going to be I, less than half of a season. And, and basketball is going to have an element of it's going to look way different. And people are going to. I'm not acting like no one's going to watch, but people hadn't been watching when it was normal. Like we had the data. This year was in the tank. Where baseball in some local markets, I think like 15 of the 18 markets where they share on those RSNs, baseball beat them last year. Like, I remember reading an article before Corona that, like, if you just went head-to-head, they were consistently beating them with the rating. I just wonder if baseball actually, for as much shit as just the average, like, millennials talked about the pace of play, could actually be like, wow, a lot of people are consuming this. I I agree. I agree. And part of it, it's been a way. Like, the NBA, we did get most of a season. Baseball's been gone. And we got, you know, the Astros thing we never got. But we're getting in there. I I think it's just going to be – it's going to be, like – it's just going to feel so crazy to start up a season all of a well, sudden. It's going to be like the College World Series from if the If you're 8-4, right? and four, it's going to be like, whoa. We thought the Giants were going to suck. They're 8-4. and four? Are they going to make the playoffs? You know, I'll As be, illegitimate I'll, I'll, as those playoffs may be, it doesn't matter. Let me go on record as saying. They're not going to get to 8-4? No, that I'm rooting for them to go about 15-40. and 40. What would that be? Yes, 55. Yeah, 15 and 47 or whatever adds up to like the low 60s. I want Capital One and done. Now, this, you know, typically, do you think there are going to be any like 20 and 40 teams? Yeah. Or just because of the weirdness of this? Yeah. Like, are, do you think there's a team that's like 50 and 15 or something like that? Let's say they play 60 games? Or is it baseball's weird like that? It's uh, harder. I, I don't know. It might be a little too weird for 50 and Because I feel like most times when you look at the standings, like 50 games, even good teams are like 28 and 22, right? Well, yeah, yeah, like the, for sure. So so it's like usually baseball, just the, the setup of the sports, like, God, the Yankees are fucking good this year. What's their record? Oh, they're 29 and 21. It's not like they're, you know, in football, it's like, oh, they're 10 and 2. The, the equivalent of that in baseball isn't that often. Usually when you separate yourself, it feels like in kind of the summer, once you get to you start winning like three or fours, but usually there aren't that many teams that are like, God, you see uh, the the Astros, they're thirty and three, right? That's not usually the way it works. So, and also on the flip side, like the Giants could be awful. I mean, they are on paper they're they're one of the worst teams in baseball. I saw someone tweet this yesterday, like they're one of the teams legitimately not trying to make the playoffs this year, like a huge reset. And this year, might some teams with huge resets just all of a sudden you look up. It's like, God, they're 15 and 12? I don't know, though. I, I mean, is that even going to be possible if you're terrible? Who knows? I think, it's, I think that's to be hard. But, I mean, every the uh, 162 was long enough that even the bad teams go on runs where they just win. You know, now they also go on runs where they lose 14 straight. But they go yeah, on that, these, that's like, where know, it just adds win up. 7 of 14. And you're like, oh, we're playing 500 ball the last week. We tell the boys, like, this is what we can be. And, you know, we'll just keep going at it. And then all the well, pitchers whose ERA is, should be 5 easy? and a half go back up. But Isn't it easy to be a terrible team and have a month where you're, like, 15 and 12? You're like, God, we were fucking pretty good that month. We beat the Yankees. We beat the Red Sox. We beat the Dodgers. And now we lost to the Rangers in Seattle. But it's like, fuck, we ain't. We want some series, boys. Yeah, I, I think t- 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 take a piece off the off. What's her name? Oh, the owner of the uh, yeah, yeah major what, league. What her name? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you I think any, you don't get any boob on the uh, television. In the cable are we version. are we going sixty games or seventy games? They're they're games. haggling right now. So they're if going it's sixty. Yeah. I think the best team will be forty twenty. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll get a forty. 
Maybe you'll get a 42 and 18 or something like that. Do you get like a 10 and 50 team or probably not? Nah, I what'll be the what'll the worst record be? That's a good question. Um I think the Orioles won 40 games last year, right? 45. Well, the Tigers had the first pick, so they must have had the I think the Tigers or won them. 40 games. Yeah. Um 4120, so, so not very good. Now, what is that? 25%? Yeah, it's pretty awful. 30% maybe. I, I just I I don't know uh, like how the timing so of everything. Detroit was 40 and 96. That's a 294 winning percentage. So 60 times 0.29 is 17. 17 wins. How's it 496 is that up to 162? 40 and 96? Yeah. My math crazy. Uh, am I in the wrong Not date? I, yeah, no, you're right. What am I doing here? But why, why did the schedule put me on September 4th? Thank you, John, for your math check. I was like, you know, I, I'm just a Cal Poly guy, but something's a little off there. So I feel they, my AC pumping, though, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah, they got Ooh, it going? That a baby, boys! Uh, that's bad math by me. Who, who, it, it doesn't matter. So I think they I were mean, 47 just, and 115. Is their final record. 29%, so it still yeah. gets you 17 wins. Awful. Baltimore won a 54 games, by the way. Got hot toward the stretch. All right. Uh, on that note, I, I, I do think, though, hmm. I think people are going to be shocked. Spe- the NBA is going to be very, very aggressive, and as they should, with Black Lives Matter and talking. But it's going to be the Donald Trump. There's going to be an element that will not be taking place in baseball. It'll just be the sport. And I, I, I wonder if baseball will do – like I, I think there's a chance that when the NBA comes back, a lot of people actually don't watch, and when baseball comes back, they get a huge bump. That's kind of my prediction. Now, Grant, I'm watching it all. I, I, I pay for it all to be back right now. I mean, I literally do. I pay a cable bill, which pays them. Uh, so do you. You know, like we're paying the local rights fees. Must be nice to just get our revenue, uh, even though they're showing us nothing. But it's the way it works. What I signed up for. That's my prediction, though. Keep an eye on baseball. Being yeah, it's, over. it's there will be no controversy other than get on the field once they get on the field, if you want to even yeah. call it controversy. But and yeah, but I, I think the benefit con- for the NBA is you're just going to turn it on and be like, oh my god, it's time. Is LeBron about to win a championship or not? That's just going to happen immediately. Well, one thing also will help the NBA is like Wednesday. What do we got today? I don't know. Four playoff series starting at nine a.m. Guy, you watching Sixers uh, Celtics second round? Yep. Then we got, you know, Clippers, whoever. It's just bang, 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 bang. So there's a lot of content. Now, will it be good content? Part I of, to so. me, what makes a play... I, 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 I agree as a, ba- as a basketball lover. Part of what makes a playoff basketball game, right? Like, if you're watching, like, fuck, game six tonight, Sixers, Celtics, in, in Philly. You're like, that place is going to be fucking nuts, right? It's just like the edge. It just You feel... it's. How do you manipulate that? I don't know. There'll be uh, we'll have Zoom boxes on the side of season ticket holders, bordering the screen. Well, it'll be like uh, Danny Ainge in the front row. He's watched uh, seventy-five games the last seven days. <laughs> right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of just famous GMs and coaches and players watching games. That'll be cool. That'll be one thing for basketball, like that, summer league that, style. Yeah, but I wonder if they're even, are they going to let them in the gym with other games going on. Maybe you're right. I don't know. It depends. Maybe are they having be- to move out of their hotel because somebody paid more for that suite, and then I got to bump them because there's a family of seven coming in from somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Habermans with their seven kids have arrived. <laughs> they want LeBron's <laughs> suite. 
So, like, uh, Bob, Iger, Bob Iger says move them. How can something so so perfect, like, oh, we got this area with gyms and a bunch of hotels, be so difficult? Well, the problem is if family, we are going to try and get some families in there, too. All the players are there. It's like, what? Do you know what I love, but Disney's too, like, look, I guys, it. we got to start making some money. The NBA couldn't be any more pro player. And when I say pro player, I don't mean, like, narratives pro player. I mean, do what, whatever you need, we'll do. Money, masseuse, whatever you need. Some Day, of their ideas off. Even, even back to the ping pong, it's like, guys, I, I don't think you need to overthink this. Fucking just give them some cards. Give them big screen TVs. Give them food. They uh, get it. Like, this isn't, we don't need to be like, we'll, we'll bring in a couple rides. It's like, they'll be fucking fine. They're, they're 28-year-olds. It's a shitty situation. They can adapt well, did a little you, bit. Did you see right? what Rory said on the Wednesday night before this RB? Was he, was he talking about Orlando? He was talking about somebody. He was talking. I guess there are some players in Europe that are complaining that these events matter for the world golf rankings because their European events aren't happening. Yeah, the European events aren't happening. Like, 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 I think like an example would be like Lee Westwood, who's over there. So Rory's like, so those guys are mad that these things count. When oh, I thought I thought he was talking about like taking a shot at the NBA. It's like guys, just no, shut he was up, taking a shot at the golfers who are complaining. He's like, guys, you have the money. If you care enough about your career, fly to Florida, rent a house for two weeks, self-quarantine, and then get on the tour. Like, I don't want to hear oh, it. Oh, because the PGA Tour is saying you can come back if you're eligible in the top 125, but you do have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Roy's like, that's what I did. And my caddy stayed in the guest house. And guess what? Two weeks went pretty quick. But it was funny because Roy's like, let's not kid ourselves. We all have the money to afford to rent a nice house in Florida and just hang out for two weeks. So I was because yeah. Rory, Rory, he actually said he, I feel he like, was he was tired of these guys. Yeah, bitching. he was talking. He's like, I feel like if you care about your career enough, you'd be here. Shut up, yeah. basically. It was impressive. I like that. Well, especially one. Here's where I would push back too. If I was Rory, you guys had the date. It's not like all of a sudden it's like next week. Uh, Traveler or Charles Schwab? It was like they told us two months ago. It's like, hey, July, whatever. We're doing the Charles Schwab. Here's our new schedule. So you've had fucking ample time. And then you know, well, the Europeans deal ain't going to go on. I also got a little pushback here. The, you know the world rankings, like, factors in all the tours? Like, I'm sorry, guys. Unless it's a European event or, like, a Canadian event where all the elite guys are here, the best, it's like, yeah, you know, the European Basketball League, cool, but the NBA is how we judge the best players, right? Like, the, the we don't talk, yeah. you know, the, this MLS team could hang. No one says that. The big boys play in the EPL or whatever those but, two or three leagues. But, you want to play here? All the top guys are here. Right. John Rom. John Rom. John Rom did it. John Rom called. Remember the TaylorMade? He called in. Yeah. He was still over in Europe, so clearly he had come back but a couple weeks before. Occasionally, you get a guy, a big guy, who gets paid to play in some random tournament abroad. You'd like to him to get credit for that. One hundred percent. I have no issue in you know on given years, but on this situation, it's like guys, you don't get to complain. Well, I don't know. How, given all the information you have, yeah, I don't know how anybody could complain given that this thing is so so out of the norm. Rich people get very like you think. The one thing is, when you don't have that much, you're always kind of adapting. Why? Because you're just trying to survive. Like me or you, something breaks or whatever. Like I, I don't have some fucking mansion. I don't have like, you know, that many options. Like I just got a couple basic things. I need them to work, and if they don't, then I got to figure out a way. Rich people are used to, you know, you get pretty pampered and pretty on easy street fast, and it just when I need like, come on, guys. Here. Yeah, I get to dictate terms. I get used to dictating terms. <laughs> Big time. I, I don't. 
mo- like most people listening, we don't always dictate terms of everything we do, right? We do on this show. Don't- yeah, we do. All right, on that note, peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.